1: hello there and welcome to today's show we've got an absolutely stunning show for you today and i've got a very special guest we all hope that well our lives are going to go along and they're going to go seamlessly and we're going to enjoy good health but accidents and chronic ill health can really blight your life they can in a moment change the life that you thought you were going to have and it becomes something different they can turn your life upside down And it's very common for people who have been disabled or have become chronically ill, that they feel alone, even though there may be people surrounding them trying to help, that ultimately they are alone with their condition. We all have the power to take back control of our health. And actually, the decisions that we make on a day-by-day basis can make a difference in terms of whether we actually develop a chronic ill health Uh, condition now I'm not this is not about blaming people but ultimately it's about taking responsibility for your own health and the decisions you make on a day-by-day basis can have a profound effect on your long-term health very often not in the today but in the future of course there are other um, issues that that bring to bear so your genetic makeup the 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 job that you do, the the sports and uh, hobbies that you do are all going to have an impact on whether or not you are more or less likely to suffer an accident, for example. So I was skiing and I had a serious accident. If I hadn't gone skiing, I wouldn't have had the accident. However, nor would I have had the wonderful experience that I'd had for many years of going skiing and thoroughly enjoying it. Chronic conditions plague modern life and many of them, if not avoidable, you can certainly minimize the chance of getting them um, and minimize the impact of them when you do develop them. And Chris Fear, my guest today, has a very special story which I think will give hope to so many people. And we're going to be talking to him after the break. We're going to explore how you can make Powerful choices that will optimise your health in a range of ways. Those of you that have listened to the show before will know that I talk about having a can-do attitude. You know, having been wheelchair-bound for several years and and been in a wheelchair in and out for, for many more, I had choices to make. I could let being in a wheelchair define the life that I wanted to lead or not, I chose to focus on what I could do rather than what I couldn't do. And there is absolutely no doubt that as a result, I've had a much better quality of life. Now, this is true of life in general, not just whether or not you have a chronic condition or you've had an accident and you have uh, you're dealing with the aftermath of the accident. You know, there are many people who've got pretty good health and never had an accident who focus on all of the things that they can't do they're the cup half empty, you know, woe is me, the victim, um, rather than looking at all of the things that they have in their life and being grateful for them and all of the things that they can do and recognising it's your choice. Because everything we do is our choice. And even when we don't choose, that is a choice. And there are times when there is nothing you can do in that moment to change things. Other than then you can change the way in which you deal with it, the way you, that you operate from there on in. So if you're listening to this programme and you have a chronic health condition, please recognise that what we are doing is sharing story, our stories uh, and exploring the issue because we want to help, not because we're saying um, that, you know, if you don't... Uh, if you, if you still are struggling, that actually it's your fault. That's not true at all. But what we would like to do is offer you a perspective which allows you to think perhaps in a different way. If you are someone who is enjoying good health, then I'd ask you to think about how you're looking after yourself. Now, this month, I've chosen to go in a very reduced sugar diet. Why? because I've got a sweet tooth. I love cakes and biscuits and puddings. And I recognize from my work that I did with Vicky, if you remember Vicky coming on the show before Christmas, how sugar can create inflammation in the body. And I decided that I was going to give myself a month where I would just significantly reduce the sugar in my diet and look for ways to Uh, have a a really interesting and enjoyable diet that didn't require cake and biscuits and we're now on what the 17th I think and I pretty much managed it I haven't been completely sugar-free I haven't gone to the lengths of of eradicating um, things where there's a, a tiny amount of sugar but I've taken out the obvious sugars and I have to say I've got more energy strangely Because when you eat lots of sugar, you get a a huge burst of energy, but then there's the drop afterwards. Lots of people had a dry January and took themselves off alcohol. There are lots of ways that you can choose to allow yourself to have a better quality of life, a better health. So for me, And we're going to explore this with Chris after the break. Part of it is your mindset. A big part of it is how you think, what you believe. And then there are the practical things that you can do in terms of care of yourself. So I'd like you to think about, you know, how well do you look after yourself? Do you look after other people more than you look after you? Do you treat yourself well? are you always beating yourself up because you should have done this or you shouldn't have done that because those are the things that are going to over time make a lot of difference now i should have said this at the beginning of the show but remember we are proud members of b1g1 buy one give one and for anybody who um makes a comment or asks a question during the live show we will donate um to um Projects around the world that are are going to help feed people or educate people or provide good health or help the environment. So just put the initial or put the word in full in the the box with your question or comment and we will donate on your behalf. But you can still help even if you're listening to the replay, because for um we donate on the basis of how many replays there are across the different platforms, Um, and again. Just by listening to the replay and sharing that with other people, you can help. You can make a difference. So B1G1's got projects all over the world looking at how do you help people come out of poverty? How do you give clean water, education, good health? How do you help people learn to care for the environment or animals? Um, Go and look at their website, B1G1.com if you're a business, it's a great way of giving back and doing it in a way that is affordable and easy to do. They have a sister charity and the sister charity raises the money to run B1G1. Every penny that you donate to B1G1 goes to one of the projects and they're fully vetted so that you know that the money is being spent on what they say it will be spent. So, Before we go to the break, one of the things I'd like you to think about while the break is going on is how much do you value yourself and your health? Because one of the lessons that I've learned is it doesn't matter how rich you are or how successful you are. If you don't enjoy good health, then life becomes really challenging. So think about your life and as we talk, then even if you just choose one thing to work on over this next few weeks, you will be one step better to better health. So rather than thinking about what you haven't done or what you should do, just choose one small thing out of all of the things we're going to talk about and incorporate that into your daily life. So don't go away. I'll see you after the break when I'm going to introduce Chris to you.
0: You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment, and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the Leader of Your Own Life Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving, Not Surviving. The five secret pathways to happiness, success, and fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from Genuinely-You.com, or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day choose your journey of self-discovery where gina will help you navigate your way to happiness success and fulfillment to find out more email gina at genuinely welcome back to leadership for life here is your host gina gardner i belong to a group called collaboration global
1: Jill tiny who is its founder has been on the show And it's an amazing group. And if you're a business person and you want to have a a, a belong to a group, it's not a networking group and it's not a personal development group or professional development group. And yet it's all of those. And I met my guest today, Chris Freer, um, at one of these meetings and I found his story inspirational. Let me read to you his bio. 20 years ago, Chris Freer received a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, which was a huge shock. His life went into free fall, the full stop happened when he made an attempt to end his life. Since that day, he's been working towards a better version of himself. He's taken control of how MS affects his life. He's astounded his doctors as he's progressed from being wheelchair bound to walking once again. Chris is passionate about helping others to take charge of their health and to make great choices to maximise maximise great health. So, without more ado, let me welcome Chris Freer to the show. Hello. Hi Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Please share with us your journey because it's really quite inspirational.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me. And and I've got to be honest, here, in your introduction I was sitting there nodding my head for most of what you said because <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> with it. Um, okay, so before I start, one thing that I would like to say and I really want to stress this, okay? Anything I say today, I am not encouraging, I'm not encouraging anybody. To not take the advice of their health professional. Okay. I think that's, I hope it will encourage people to make changes and different choices in their life, but do it in conjunction with your health professional. Let them know. What
1: that's such an important message. You don't want anybody just going off um uh, without no. taking medical advice.
2: No.
1: So, your story. Okay.
2: okay. So, you know, I've, I've, I've worked for myself for well most of my life really and, and and i've been a businessman all my life um and i i was quite successful um you know in in the in the things that i i did i worked very hard but people used to say to me um you know you keep going the way you're going you're you know you something's going to break so you know you're going to make yourself ill. And I used to think I was invincible. I used to think I was Superman. And and I always thought that it would never happen to me. You know, it was always going to happen to someone else, but not me, you know? And probably at the the top of my my business career, I used to be in the licensed trade and for people who don't understand what that is That's, i i used to own pubs and clubs here in the uk and, and at my height i had four pubs and a couple of clubs on the go so it was quite a quite hectic life and almost 20 years ago actually almost to the month um i became very ill um, and i i actually well i collapsed and, and i got carted off to to hospital um, which set me off on this, this this journey of discovery to find out what had been plaguing me for a number of years, and and I'd, I'd been going to my GP for probably about three or four years with all these weird things happening to me in my body. You know that you know I, it, different symptoms. You know different things, and the GP would say to me, "Look, all these things that are happening." I, a stress related. You've you've got to do something. You know, it's, it's all stress. It's all stress. And and I kind of poo pooed that. You know, you know, sort of, you know, I was I was brought up as like, you know, boys don't cry. You know, you don't show your feelings. Don't show your emotions. You know, you get on with it and 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 all that sort of stuff. But I became ill, and I was very ill. Um, and that actually set me on the road to find out what was the matter. And and after a couple of MRI scans, a lumbar puncture, um, which is interesting, <laughs> okay. I found out that I have multiple cirrhosis, um, which was a there's, huge. Sorry, go sorry ahead.
1: I don't want to interrupt your story, but there is either something's clicking onto your microphone, or there's something where we keep getting a clicking and then oh. it stops it's as you move so it's the clock ah okay right thing. okay i just if it never no problem carry on sorry to interrupt you, can you. The battery out if you want no no, no it's fine uh,
2: so so i was diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis which if people don't know it's it's an incurable autoimmune condition that affects the nervous system it's a progressive condition in the majority of cases you know it. There are several types of MS, and most people start off with uh, being classified as relapsing remitting, okay. Um, I was classified as relapsing remitting. My neurologist who, who diagnosed me said, "Look, you know, don't go to like, research this on, on the internet or anything like that which is exactly what i did of course (laughs) to to, to (laughs) find out all these horrendous and i mean horrendous stories that were on the internet and still are actually but there are some positive stories out there now um and he also said he said we have disease modifying drugs that we can give you and it will slow down the progression of this illness um and and you probably won't be affected by it greatly 20 years you know you know and I, and I thought well you know, it, it it frightened the life out of me you know I I had a what I what I believed back then to be having a to have a, an amazing lifestyle I had plenty of money you know I was having four three or four wonderful holidays a year I had four four children you know I didn't I didn't have anything to worry about really you know apart from making the money you know and um this set off sort of a a chain of events for me really because my my first wife and 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 i absolutely have nothing against her or anything like that and this is something that happens to many people that are diagnosed with these kinds of conditions but she became extremely cold towards me uh because I wanted to change our lifestyle, you know. I, I wanted to try and start to take it easy, like, you know, a bit easier and, and, and maybe not earn as much money as I, I was earning and, and stuff and take a little bit of pressure off myself. You know? I started on the on the disease modifying drugs, which I was I was injecting myself three times a week with and, and yeah, and, and, and managing the condition. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, but I wasn't. You know, and and I was getting more and more anxious about it, really, and, and and frightened of the future. My first wife was was making things more and more difficult for me, and I think you know because of my mindset, I, I was I was getting worse. I mean, I seemed to be getting worse. You know, these these drugs I was taking didn't seem to be working. You know, and. I got I got worse Um, and my wife my first wife started divorce proceedings against me and in 2007 uh, on one on a a beautiful morning I woke up and and I and divorce was just around the corner really I, I woke up and I I decided that there was nothing left for me to to live for and I went out and and I had a a serious attempt at uh, at ending my life. Um, The thing that saved me that day was compassion. Yeah, it was compassion. But it wasn't compassion for me. It wasn't compassion for the people that I had in my life that loved me. It was compassion for the lorry driver whose wheels I intended to throw myself on and fortunately, and I mean this fortunately, I caught his eye, you know, as I was about to and 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 I thought the thought that went through my head was what is this gonna do to him? And I hesitated and I bounced off the side of his of his lorry. I mean I did hurt myself, but yeah, I was alive and I was okay. Yeah. And and that that day and it still makes me i still you know i still feel a bit shuddery about it actually you know and, yeah you know and again anyone that's listening to this that may be in that sort of position please believe me there is help out there there is help out there, there is go and talk to someone please yeah please yeah but for me it set off this chain chain reaction if you like yeah We've always come through Um, 2008, um, I was was ill and and my neurologist uh, ordered an enhanced MRI scan for me and and when we got the results of that, he then told me that the way the, the disease was progressing for me and the amount of new active lesions I had in my brain, I was now secondary progressive. There were no drugs that would slow down the progress. And he said, for my mental well-being, it would be best for me if I accepted the fact that I would be in a wheelchair by 2012, because he said, that's that's where you're going to be. You know? Right. And he was right. I was. You know, I was, I was there. But but like I say, that that day back in 2007, it, it set off this... this chain of events for me because i started to get introduced to some really interesting people um you know i, I got in, in, introduced to a, a, a reiki master and a, a, a and, you know that for me then that was woo-woo stuff that was like oh yeah. wow, you know yeah you know, not me you know but what she was saying to me made sense yeah. you know and and she she was also a spiritual counselor um And she did some work on me and on my own mental well-being. And I I got really fascinated by that. And I I decided that, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a wheelchair. I want to work. I've got to retrain. Yeah. This is what I would like to do. You know, and I started to study how the mind works, and I got qualifications on, on coaching and hit the therapy NLP all all the all of them things that I thought I could give something back to people because of all the experience that I've had in life as well
1: yeah
2: I mean 20 years of serving people drinks behind basket kind of uh, like qualified you must have seen
1: all of life
2: every level yeah yeah absolutely but but I'll i wanted to be an active member of the community i wanted to give so i wanted to work and i wanted to be able to do something that that i could do from a chair
0: yeah
2: but a new lady came into my life right and and she well you know she's just amazing yeah and and I, I never ever thought that anyone could love me, you know, I'm ill, you know, who'd who want me, you know, and and she did want me, and I, I, I expanded what I was doing, I started looking into diet, exercise, I studied exercise, I've got, I've got qualifications in movement, exercise and, and stuff like that, and diet, But with the mindset stuff, I started to find that I was getting movement to start with back into my toes. And I could wiggle my toes and I could tap my foot to music. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do that before. And I thought, hang on, what's going on here? And think, I, the more I did, the more I changed my diet and the more I tried, the more I changed my mind and, and exercised and moved and thought about moving, the more movement and control I got back. Now, the last time I saw my neurologist, who used to see me on a yearly basis, because he said, like, if anything changes, we'll, we, can, we can get them drugs into you, you know. The last time I saw my neurologist, I walked into his surgery and he looked at me and he went, what what drugs have I put you on? What drugs is it? And I went, well, I'm not on any drugs, am I, doctor? You said that there were no drugs for me and, and nothing works. And he went, what are you doing? And I told him, I changed my diet, I exercise and I use mindful meditation and mindfulness to control what's going on in my body. And I haven't seen him since. I see my MS nurses, but I think I've I've got nothing against him at all, right? Because, but I, but he's if it's not a drug, it doesn't work. And what I'm saying to you, Jenna, and I've got to, I've got to agree with what you said in the introduction here. We have a lot more control over our health and well-being than we are led to believe and what we actually believe as well, you know? And that's why I'm here, you know? That is what I've dedicated the rest of my life for. I mean, yes, I work as a therapist. Yes, I, I work with people with, you know, conditions. But my passion is talking to people and trying to encourage them to so look at the choices that they're making in their life. Are they a, is it a good choice? Is it a healthy choice? Mm. Can I change it? Can I make my life healthier and happier? And it's
1: interesting. I mean, and the, your story has got so much to offer in that. And I know from from my own experience and the, many other people I've worked with. That doing just the diet or just the exercise mm. or just um, thinking positive thoughts aren't in themselves. And I'm suggesting that that's what mindfulness is, but many people, that's what they assume mindfulness is. Mm. But understanding how our beliefs become our reality. I find it interesting. And, you know, when Vicky was on the show, we were talking about, you know, you have to take a responsibility doctors are incredibly skilled and i have every admiration for doctors but that doctor told you you'd be in a wheelchair i was told i wouldn't walk you believe that and so you take decisions that actually don't give you an alternative and so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy now there may be cases and i'm not saying it won't work in everybody's case but where it's that prophecy there is no way back that that is the reality but it just seems to me that we owe it to ourselves to to do everything we can to maximize our capacity to heal ourselves if that's possible and or to uh, maximize the quality of health, mobility, uh, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health that we have so that we live the very best life that we can. And for me, I think the thing that really resonated as you shared your story was that that moment when you decided not to end your life, you moved from being the victim in your life to being somebody who chose to take control in a very different way. And in my, life, in my view, that made you the hero of your life because you had taken charge of it. you become the leader of your own life. And that's what this show is all about, is you choosing to be the person who makes the decisions in your life rather than let life happen to you. Now, I'm very conscious of time, but what I'd like to do, if you're agreeable, is there'll be people who are listening to this who've got MS or ME or post-COVID or any number of things. I'd like to you, to explore with you some, some specific things that you think that people can do with a health condition or not that could can make a difference. What are the things that people can put... Um, put into play within their lives that are going to facilitate them being the best physical, emotional, spiritual condition that they can be.
2: I think the first thing I would always suggest people look at is, is to look at what they consume, what you're consuming, okay? and that is what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're reading, what you're watching, because that all has an effect on your mental well-being, mental, you know, strength, mental strength. Yeah. I'd always look at what you're consuming, you know. And so proud of you for being sugar free. Superb.
1: Working on it. Not absolutely free, but getting there. I I don't I don't I don't promote any diet. No.
2: But I am predominantly plant-based. Yeah. Yeah. And if it comes in a packet with a list of ingredients, I do not eat it. You know, every, everything I I consume mostly is is whole food,
1: yeah? I, I think have, it's...
2: Yeah, sorry. Oh,
1: sorry to interrupt you. I'm gonna say, I think that for a lot of people that they would find that a, a huge step. But I yeah. I, I was um, listening to Jason Bale, the juice man, And his view was ideally, yes, go from scratch. Um, But the reality is for many people that that doesn't feel as if it's possible. It is possible. But if it doesn't feel if it's possible, then it's not going to become your reality. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you look at the packet and there are things that sound more that they've come out of the laboratory than they have come out of the ground, um, then, then don't eat it. Um, And that seemed to me quite a good rule of thumb, because there are some things out there that you can find that you can eat well and and without having, uh, you know, time for many people is short. Kids are hungry. They've got you know limited time. But I do take on board what you say is that having a diet broadly plant based. Some people will want to eat meat, but actually to think about the quality of the meat that they eat, if they are going to eat meat and how that animal's been looked after and so on, um, are, I believe are really, really important. What I wanna pick up on, and for many people, I think it will be quite a revelation is you when you talk about what, what you consume, most people would recognize, well, what you eat and what you drink. But I am really pleased to hear you say that you also think about, in terms of consuming it, what you watch what you read what you hear so talk us more through about why that's so important i think
2: i think we can be influenced by other people's opinions and and other other people's beliefs if you like yeah i i've learned and and intelligence yeah intelligence before before my transformation if you like i I would have said someone who was intelligent was a doctor a scientist a teacher you know people bank managers people like that accountants they're intelligent people yeah but actually i now know intelligence is actually having an open mind and being Mm -hmm. able to change your mind and change your opinion about things yeah yeah so when i talk about what you consume reading watching on the telly internet and stuff like that what i mean is look at it and don't take it as fact Mm. because it probably isn't it's probably someone else's interpretation or belief make your own mind up about things you know
1: i think that's such powerful advice for me one of the things particularly around people who And they can become almost addicted to the news um, or to social media and how much of that is based on fear and that we absorb that fear rather than recognizing that, you know, that if you come from a place of compassion and care rather than from a place of fear and angst and aggression, then your quality of life and your quality of health is going to be so much better.
2: Yes, and, and we've had quite a lot of fear recently, haven't we, through the news over the last couple of years that you know one of the things that came into my mind when you were saying what you were saying is that the 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 most powerful thing that a human being possesses, right? It's the most powerful thing, right? And it's the thing that I never had for myself, right? That's love. Love can conquer anything yeah and we don't love enough as human beings we do not i believe love enough and and a lot of the work that i do with my clients if you like it's actually encouraging them to practice self-love you know you know
1: that sort of stuff it, it, it's powerful it, I agree with you. Powerful beyond measure. But it's interesting how many people find it so much easier to love other people than to love themselves. And I count myself in that. I have to say I've been on a journey of discovery that has taken many years to actually love who I am. Wobbly bits and all. The, you know, we're, we are perfect in who we are, but we have our imperfections. We have our areas for development, and it's recognising that wherever you are, you are enough, and that the more you practice self-love in a constructive way, and we're not talking about being overindulgent. You know, I love myself so I can have what I want, and I'll have a donut. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, taking that care and loving, uh, loving ourselves. And I use the analogy of treating yourself as you would a really good friend. Because so often people find it easier to treat their best friends far better than they treat themselves, particularly around you know the voice that goes on in their head saying you should, you shouldn't, you must, you mustn't and so on. Yeah And
2: yeah and another thing that for anyone that's watching that's got a condition or anything like that, try never to describe yourself as someone with yeah.
1: my depression my this my that it becomes their identity doesn't it try giving it away
2: because no one will want it if it's yours (laughs) but if you say you're living with or you know you you are affected by it has a completely different effect in in here yeah you know I, i talk about ms as my best mate that mate that you don't have to see for years yeah when I come back to see you you just pick it up from where you left off and my I love that tell me off (laughs) tell me off when I've done something I probably shouldn't have done yeah Do, do, do you see what I mean so I've I've separated yes I live with it I am not cured I will have it till the day I die yeah but it's not part of me
1: it's not defining you are and I would say the same thing in terms of of my own situation that being in a wheelchair did not define who I was in fact the wheelchair was an enabler it wasn't my identity but I we've got a very few minutes left and I want one of the things I want to talk to you about is for many people hearing that you were wheelchair bound and you had you know you talked about wiggling your toes and tapping your feet and you hadn't been able to do that I think it would be really helpful for people to Uh, understand yeah what were the thing i know you were doing the mindset things and but you talked about taking exercise so if you are very limited how did you start off doing that what were you doing that actually facilitated you um making those improvements okay for me what i did i mean i I studied walking
2: and I, i i was i was i was able to walk most of my time spent outside, I was in a chair because I couldn't. But indoors, yeah. I'd walk, or you know, walk. Yeah. Up, like, yeah, that sort of thing. So what I did to start with, I did the things I could do. I could do, you know. Yeah. I started off by actually thinking I was a baby. Okay. I was learning to walk again, so I used to crawl. Right. Around the floor. And, and yeah, but but obviously I could always get, I mean, I'm I'm lucky my upper body has not been affected. And I've always been pretty strong upper body anyway. But anyone that's in, in a position, do what you can do. Yeah? Yeah. Don't say I can't do anything. Do what you can do. Even if it's literally just picking up a can of beans and moving it around. Yeah. You know, it's do
1: what you can do. I think that's really brilliant advice. And uh, it brings us to the end of the interview. Where can people get hold of you, Chris? If somebody is out there and they are struggling with a long-term condition and they want some help, where can they find you?
2: Okay. You can contact me. I'm I'm actually having a rebrand at the moment. So the website will be changing um but you could it was same same address you can get me at www.upbeatlife.co.uk or if you want to contact me by email it's hello at upbeatlife.co.uk
1: that's fabulous the last thing before i give you my thanks is as you know every guest Um, is invited to choose a project from B1G1 and you've chosen project two which is to give children access to safe drinking water and this is this particular project this month's one of the three uh, guests get to choose from one of three projects that I've um, set out each month three different ones and this is to provide an underprivileged child in Tanzania with access to life-saving water for a day safe drinking water is not readily available in fact we will do 30 days not just one day um, safe drinking water is not readily available in poverty stricken areas a new 28 to 40 meter rope pump enables safe water to be extracted from the well more easily and is less strenuous for women and children a concrete sanitary seal also ensures that this the water is protected from nasty bugs and and uh, creatures and so on so thank you for that and we will be um it we will be donating uh, on your behalf thank and you. then it just remains for me to say a huge thank you very much for joining us there'll be many people out there facing really challenging physical conditions and your story is one of hope and inspiration so thanks very much chris
2: thank you so much and peace and love to you all
0: thank
1: you, thank you. don't go away we'll be back straight after the break
0: You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday. 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the Leader of Your Own Life Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving, Not Surviving. The five secret pathways to happiness, success, and fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at com Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. I
1: want to spend the last very few minutes, because I I allowed the interview to go on longer because I thought it was so useful, particularly for those who are struggling with their health, is to ask you the question, what do you focus on? If you think about the where your thoughts go each day, what are the things that you focus on? And we've talked about this a lot in the show over the year. If you focus on things, they feel as if they get bigger. So if you focus on the lack or you focus on the fear, then that becomes bigger. If you focus on what you can do, if you focus on what you have in your life that you enjoy, that is good about your life, that too will appear to get bigger. I was working with a client this morning and life is really tricky for her at the moment. She's a new client and um, she's got a a challenging situation with somebody, uh, well her husband, who is really struggling and going through some sort of mental breakdown. And in doing so, her life has been turned upside down and she is really, really struggling. And we were talking this morning about how it's very difficult. She can't wave a magic wand and make her husband all right. He really is um, going through some really dark stuff, but actually, If she allows that to take over her whole life, then as she said, when she walked her through the door this morning, my life is hell. If that's what you're focused on, then in reality, your life will be hell because that's what your life will contain. All of the things that are going wrong, all of the things that you're unhappy about, all of the things that are unfair. What we talked about is she can't change her husband but she can changes the way that she um, deals with him, how she reacts to him, how she feels about the situation. And she perfectly accepts that he is going through some sort of mental breakdown, but is not yet ready to receive help. And so the, the session this morning was talking about how she could feel more resourced. And a lot of that was about what is she going to focus on? And we talked about all of the things in her life that were going right. She's got children that she adores and who adore her. She's got a grandchild that she just loves to bits. She lives in a lovely house. She's got a great garden. She's got good friends, good health. She's got enough money to pay the bills. And so we talked about how the power of gratitude can make such a difference. We've talked about this so many times, collecting gratitudes, making it easy, making about the little things, you know, as I look out of my uh, back window on the back lawn, I've planted spring bulbs and the weather's been pretty naff, but the snowdrops are up and the crocuses are up and the daffodils are just poking their head through. And so just being grateful for the wonder of nature can make you feel better. When you are looking at those things, you're going to be far more resourced. Now, does it make the problems go away? In reality, it doesn't make the problems go away, but it makes you so much more able to cope with those problems. Because instead of the the problem being 100% of your thought process and your life, it's a percentage. And I'm not in any way making light of how challenging her situation is, but how much better resourced she will be when she actually lives in the moment um, of those difficult times, but actually leaves those things in the moment so far as she can. And recognising that by shifting the way in which you are operating, that you will affect change. It might not be quick and it might not be um, in the way that, that you are wanting it to happen in that time frame. But ultimately when you're not taking on board other people's anger i mean they can hand it to you but you don't have to take it they can say unkind unfair things but it doesn't make it true and the less you internalize those things the better able you are to deal with it you know, looking for things where you can be creative to and she's the most wonderful artist um, you know, that when she's feeling unhappy and rather than dwell on it and tell people and go over and over and over it, they're far better to go and lose yourself in a bit of painting or a bit of gardening because you can pick the problem when you up uh, when you come uh, back out of, of, of the activity that you're doing. But if you stay in it all the time and you focus on it all the time, that will become the whole of your reality. And if you're struggling with that, Reach out for help. You can find me at Gina at genuinely-u.com. Come and join the Genuinely You group on Facebook because there's lots of, of uh, posts and, and motivational stuff there. Go and look at the Leadership for Life, um, Genuinely You. Look at the past uh, episodes of this. Or go onto YouTube, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner. There's lots and lots of resources. And if you go to my Amazon page, there's lots of intentional journals and books to help you. The important thing is to take charge, not to be a victim to what goes on. Always you do have a choice because even when you don't have a choice of the particular thing that's going on, you do have the choice in terms of how you choose to deal with it. So whatever's going on in your life, please recognize that when you become the leader of your own life, you are going to have a life. Of much greater quality. So take care, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye now.